At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What up, folks? Welcome into another edition of your favorite show. We got a good one on tap today. A lot of basketball talk from last night and going ahead, and of course, into the play ins later today. Dave Koken, Smoking Koken, will be with us. Smoking Koken, a great bas- uh, baseball handicapper. So we're going to talk about uh, the slate that is coming up later today, the games that are underway. And we will ask Dave Koken the question. If you are the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers and your pitcher, Clayton Kershaw, is 80 pitches in, six outs away from a perfect game, not a no-hitter, a perfect game, do you leave him in? What do you say? I think Dave Koken's going to say yes because he's a baseball historian. And it's, uh, well, you know what? Perfect games are so uh, rare in the history of baseball. And when you're that close, uh, you might as well go ahead and take a shot at it. He was very economical in his pitches. Uh, mm-hmm. With 80 through seven innings, why not send him out there for the eighth and uh, see how it goes to start? I'll, I'll quote Dave Koken on Twitter. He said, I'll, I'll have to hear what Kershaw says, but I have to think his departure after 80 pitches was more his call than Dave Roberts. In any event, would have loved to see him stay in. Uh, I, I guess Kershaw did not put up a big argument when he was pulled from the game. Uh, I wasn't watching at the time. I just uh, was following on uh, yeah, on the too. phone. but. You know, Kershaw's had so many injury issues that Dave Roberts is going to have people who support his decision to say, hey, you don't want to run this guy out there and overwork him this early in the season, perfect game or not. I would say leave him in for the eighth and see how the inning starts. Kershaw was cruising, and I would like to see him uh, take a shot at the perfect game. I I think the the pitch count a lot of times is just an arbitrary number. Mm. If you think about all the warm-up pitches a guy throws, 
Toivos. All the throwing you do on the side, right? Things Bullpen, like that. Yep. Why, why do you draw the line at 80? Why didn't you say, well, you know, he could go 90 or 95 or 100? Uh, and I'm sure the old school baseball guys kind of scoff at this because uh, JVT in my day, Nolan Ryan would go out there and throw 200 pitches in a game. And then he'd pitch the doubleheader That's two right. hours later. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> That's how it used to be. Uh, well, regardless, I would throw a hundred in the ninth inning. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> until his arm fell off yep. um, and he'd smoke a cigarette. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so we problem Ventura, <laughs> right? Dodgers though, uh, as a whole, I mean, look, they ended up winning the game seven, nothing. They were $2 favorite over the Minnesota twins. Uh, so I guess no harm, no foul, but I would think uh, I, that's my one old guy take, I guess is he's got a no hitter. If it's a perfect game, let him try it out. Unless like Dave said, Kershaw's the one that wanted to do it. So there are a lot of no hitters. Uh, in baseball, it's, it's not many you, know, you don't you don't even really make a big deal out of out of it anymore. But when a guy has got a perfect game, I'd say go ahead and give him a shot to uh, finish it off. Yep. Um, excuse me. Running around really quickly since we're we're talking about baseball, it, there's quite a few day games. Uh, two other games that are in the books: the Pittsburgh Pirates get a win as a small money line underdog at home over the Chicago Cubs. That's a six to two final that closed a dollar twenty five. Some shops in favor of Chicago on the road. And the upset of the day so far uh, is the Washington Nationals, who grab a 3-1 win over the Atlanta Braves. They close plus 185 multiple spots. Uh, Braves over $2. Nationals play two of their three runs in the first inning. Don't look back. End up winning that game and uh, getting a victory over Atlanta. And then multiple games that are underway right now, uh, including Guardians up 7-1 over the Cincinnati Reds. They're a plus 110 underdog on the road. Uh, the Detroit Tigers, after blowing one yesterday, down 9-4 to to the Boston Red Sox. They were a $1.41 favorite on the road. The Red Sox were Mets up 8-3 to over the Phillies. Uh, we're going to get to them momentarily, minus 115. The closing price on the New York Mets there on the road up 8-3. to And then we just got started for a couple of these others. Houston um, and Arizona scoreless top of the second. And Padres, early one nothing lead after you Darvish got his tail kicked yesterday. Uh, by the Giants, up mm-hmm. one nothing there. They close about a dollar, and now we'll call it plus 100 even money uh, for the Padres. I thought it was kind of interesting, too. And uh, the one reason I was looking to fade instead of follow you, Darvish, early in the, the Padres traded his personal catcher right before the season started. Yep. That, that stuff matters. It does. Yep. Yeah. Um, and since, hey, you know what, let's really quickly, because we're going to get to the NBA, but I did want to bring this up um, before we move on, because we're talking about the Mets, because you and I both were on along the same lines here. How about Tyler McGill again yesterday? Pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Did you bet it? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I think I ended up, um, when you're watching it, you know, you look at the Mets, and we, we know what's going on with the Grom, and Scherzer's back out there now. But, uh, I, you know what? McGill, they might have a three-headed monster here yeah. by the end of that season, and McGill continues to perform the way that he does, outperforming Zach Wheeler yesterday. Yeah, and Zach Wheeler has had some injury issues. He's, yeah. he's more of a name right now than uh, the same pitcher he was a few years ago. I think the Mets traded away their best pitcher, or they let their best pitcher get away, Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that yeah. because uh, if he's fully healthy now, he's going to be a horse, and he could be a Cy Young winner in the American League. If if I ask you today, would you rather have Noah Syndergaard or Garrett Cole, who do you take? Well, I think I'd still rather take Garrett Cole. Wow. No. What? Seriously? No. 
No chance. After one start, you're all in on Cindergard. Oh, I was out on Cole last year. You no, know I know, that. but I'm yeah. saying you uh, after one start with Cindergard, you're you're in, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be a horse. This okay. Year, I mean, actually. I hope so. Uh, I hope you're right. To, but you, I just to me, I need I need more than what we've seen. Although, well, Derek Garrett Cole's so fragile, he gets thrown off by a five minute, minute delay. Was it like a four minute delay? <laughs> that's the start of the game, right? <laughs> you know, I just uh, uh, threw me out of my rhythm, and uh, that's why I got rocked in the first inning. Okay. Yeah. If you're Uh-oh. if you're that fragile, where you have to make excuses like that. I don't want any part of you. Yeah, Gary Cole's still got plenty of life in his arm, uh, but he's he's obviously uh, not pulling the sleight of hand he did with the Astros a few years ago. Yeah, well, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, all right, so we'll get to the rest of the baseball card, uh, but we begin with last night. Um, where so both games were actually pretty good. I think I guess you start with the nutty game, which was the late one. The Minnesota Timberwolves uh, pulling it off against the Los Angeles Clippers, a one hundred nine one hundred five final. The Wolves are still celebrating. Uh, they are, and you know what? And um, you know what that means? Excuse me, one hundred nine one hundred four. I believe it's a one hundred nine one hundred five. A five point victory, one hundred nine one hundred four for Minnesota. I am going to go. I am going to go out on a limb, and you'll hear it on this network too. I'll bet. That game one's going to be a letdown against Memphis because they were celebrating so hard yesterday. Um, we'll see if that's ultimately the case. But a good comeback win for Minnesota, who make it to the playoffs. Very big underdog before the season to start to do so. Uh, a young team at that, who now get the Memphis Grizzlies on the other end. But to go back to last night, Matt, for them to do it with Carl Anthony Towns playing one of the worst games of his career. Fouled out, 24 minutes, 11 and, points. And bad yeah. fouls. Bad fouls. Yeah, the, the fifth foul. Where he charged through two guys and then <laughs> complained about it. I, was like, I mean, guys will complain about anything. I, that yeah. was such an. I don't like charging calls. I get sick of charging, but that was a charge. Every single one of his fouls were fouls, right? It was a. I, I said this when I was doing an interview earlier today uh, in Toronto, which was like the game was poorly officiated. I thought it was a very poorly officiated game. Scott Foster, Ed Malloy, they were absolutely <laughs> terrible. Who, by the way, Santos, do we have that? What a crew, by the way. Oh, man. Uh, well, so they were awful, right? But at the end of the day, when you watch Carl Anthony Towns, his fouls are fouls. You mentioned that, where he almost like shoves Nick Batum out of the way. And then I can't remember who gets, finally gets the charge called on him. Well, he bulldozed the second guy. Right, the second guy. The first guy. time I was like, okay, maybe you can let that go, the shove out of the yeah. way. But when you bulldoze the second defender, it's a charge. And then the one that gets him out, where it's a complete over the back for a rebound he doesn't have a chance for. <laughs> I, I don't know what, what he was doing, but... Anthony Edwards is the real deal. I think you have to ask, player. too. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to talk about Anthony Edwards. And uh, obviously, uh, what's the other guard had a big night? D'Angelo Russell. From D'Angelo Russell. You forget? Well, uh, Russell from Ohio State, former Laker. Yes. Who's uh, Former snitch. Who's been, well, he's been, uh, he's been pretty good for the T-Wolves. And yep. in that offense last night, he and, uh, he and Edwards were almost unstoppable. I wonder... At times, and you would know by looking at the numbers on court, off court. Does it say any? Does it say anywhere the T Wolves are sometimes more efficient offensively without Carl Anthony Towns on the floor or not? I'd have to sift through because the last night yeah. that was the case. That's a short sample, obviously. Right. Yeah. No, they were outscored by 14 points when Carl Anthony Towns was out there. Um, they were great when he was off of the floor. They made that run the second he was off of the floor mm-hmm. uh, in that game. The second he comes back on, they actually got outscored by a point. Then he fouls out, and then the rest is history, and they win that. Uh, but I thought yesterday 
Look, Carl Anthony Towns is better than the player that showed yesterday. Oh, I think no we, doubt. we all know that. Uh, I don't know if it was nerves and it's like a potential, it wasn't a single lane elimination game, but still a very important game, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it was. And to give the Clippers some credit, defensively in that first half, they were great. It was, it, we're going to put Nick Batum on you, and anytime you get the ball, we're just going to double you, or we're going to throw a guy from the wing at you. If you catch it down low, or excuse me, uh, beyond the perimeter, we're going to do a great job, throw different things at you. And it frustrated them. It frustrated them to no end. And I think that's what happened yesterday. But. Man, how are you not impressed with Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards is awesome. The step back three that he hit, I think it was on Paul George, where he hits him with a really hard jab step look and then comes back and drains that three. The miscommunication from the Clippers down the stretch where it looks like Norm Powell, and I think it was Georgie Ken, they were talking about switching, but they ultimately don't. He gets a freeway all the way to the lane, slams it home. Uh, D'Angelo Russell with the step back. Uh, mid-range shot to essentially ice it. You got some really good young players. Mm -hmm. And to me, Matt, it leads me to this. I have seen a lot of... (laughs) Grizzlies in five. And I don't know if that's the case here for Minnesota. Minnesota mm. split the four-game series with them. That's not going to be the, the case. Grizzlies were at full strength in each one of them. And remember, I don't know if you remember this, one of those losses the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves took to Memphis was one of the worst beats of the year where they were catching six. They had a desperation shot at the end to tie it and ended up losing by seven or eight in overtime. Right. They played the Grizzlies pretty well this year. And I wouldn't be running to like think that they're going to get steamrolled by Memphis coming up in this 2-7 matchup. Well, here's another thing. The Grizzlies have been so good without Ja Morant. And uh, Pat Bev is going to give Ja Morant hell in this series. Your guy, Pat Bev, was great yesterday. You think he's going to be fired up for this series of to course. face Ja Morant? That's why I don't understand. Like, everybody's like, oh, man. what are you? Like, Look, Patrick Beverly took it seriously because the Clippers let him go. They, they said they didn't want yeah. him. He was talking smack to everybody he possibly could because it was a team that he used to play for and was very good for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, Pat Bev is that just that kind of guy. He's going to take it insanely seriously. But now get a couple of days to get right and get ready for Memphis. So um, I can't wait. That series is going to be phenomenal. Those are two young teams that love to get up and down the floor. You got good big guys. You got good guard play. It's going to be one of the better series in the first round. Uh, but we're not done either because we got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets, who yet again yesterday, market all over them, right? Nine and a half point favorite. They're going to roll over the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they're up by about 21 points and ultimately can't pull it off. They're up 20 after the first quarter, 40 to 20. It didn't look too good for the uh, Cavs, but uh, we got to take a break. Yeah, we got to take a break, and we'll talk about all of you who think that opening price was the end all be all with the Nets favorite. Well, I bet the, the NBA playoffs. Well, I bet it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Get your edge this playoff season with Body Armor Edge Basketball Throwdown. Join our free Fantasy Hoops contest and play for your share of $20,000 in total cash and prizes while the action unfolds on the court. Head to DraftKings.com slash Body Armor Edge now to draft your best lineup and find out if you'll outlast the competition. Body Armor, more than a sports drink, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Again, that's DraftKings.com slash Body Armor Edge for the basketball throwdown. Um, all right. I know we're going to go to the NFL really quick. I got a stat for you. You ready for this? Yeah. You'll enjoy this. Since 1901, two pitchers have been pulled from a game after throwing seven plus perfect innings. Ooh, okay. Clayton Kershaw today uh-huh. and Rich Hill on September 10th, 2016. Both managed by Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yep. 80 pitches. Uh, he had a shot. Kershaw had a shot at the 24th perfect game in MLB history. Okay. I thought it was 27. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, 24. Still a very small number. 
Uh, man, oh well, maybe it was Kershaw who won. I got a trivia question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Since 2014, which quarterback has led the most game-winning drives in the fourth quarter and overtime in the NFL? Derek Carr. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Wow, look at that. They should give that guy more money. That's a tie between uh, Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford. Uh, Russell Wilson is a little bit behind those guys, but Derek Carr, do you think he deserves a contract extension? I would say if a I were a GM, raise. I would give him three years in the range of $122 million. You know, I think that's too much. Yeah. What about $121.5? million a year for Derek Carr? I think he's worth it. I don't. I like Derek Carr. Forty. That's the asking price. That's that's the going rate for a quarterback these days. How many playoff games has he won in his career? I don't know how many. One zero. zero. Yeah, zero. Okay, you can say that about so many other quarterbacks. <laughs> Matthew that's Stafford. Like the most, yeah, I was gonna, but before before this last year, that yeah. was Stafford. And you can say uh, wins is not a quarterback stat. Of course, I understand all that stuff. Because I would ask Derek you this. Carr had a shot to lead the winning drive in the fourth quarter or OT against the Bengals in the playoffs. Yeah. His decision-making at the end of that drive was terrible. Right. All right. So to me, he didn't play like a $40 million quarterback at the end of that game. I would say anywhere around 30 a year is pretty good for Derek Carr. You you just, you don't want to strap your team against the cap when you got so many other players, areas of your team, you need to improve. And I, I saw today where Carr said he structured his contract favorably for the franchise so you could uh, re-sign some other key guys, Hunter Renfro and uh, players like that. So I haven't seen the how the contract is uh, constructed, but it seems like a lot of money for Derek Carr. Uh, and I, I will say this. If you're Josh McDaniels and you're taking over this organization, you do make a statement right now that, hey, Derek Carr's my guy. I like him. Mm-hmm. I'm moving forward with him. And that can kind of stop the speculation because the last couple of years – didn't we always kind of think Carr was looking over his shoulder that John Gruden was looking to replace him with right. some, some younger quarterback or a draft prospect? Or I was going to say, how many times like was it Kyler Murray's rumored to be over there? Like all these things, like that was every single year. And right. I would also say this, that was every single year, but flying in the face of Derek Carr being statistically one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League because we could talk about, hey, is he worth X amount of money? My question would be then, okay, then who are you going to go get? Mm-hmm. Who are you going to go get that would at least give you the baseline of what Derek Carr gives you? And at times – the positivity that he'll give you that's above average quarterback play. He's been much better throwing the ball deep. He has been a little bit more aggressive in the last few years. He has shown yeah. growth since he's gotten here. He's been a really good quarterback. I like Derek Carr. So it's 40 seems high. Mm. Seems like a lot for Derek Carr. It's what you get for being consistent, but you get for being <laughs> consistent. So we'll see. Look, I would also say it, the, if you were to make a list of all the issues that have plagued the Raiders over the last three or four years, right. how high would you put Derek Carr on that list? Like seven, no, I, I, don't, I don't think Carr's been a problem for yeah. the Raiders. A lot of people like to blame the quarterback uh, when things go wrong, but I, I've, I've been more of a Derek Carr proponent than anything. I mean, the Derek Carr contract is going to be nowhere near as bad as the Garrett Cole contract. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, which I hate. But it's not going to be as much of a deal as the <laughs> Noah Syndergaard contract, which is one year and about $20 million. Um, all right. Uh, each of the last two seasons, by the way, for Derek Carr, a guy who has not thrown for more than 30 touchdowns just one time in his career, and that was his second year, 32 touchdowns. So we so want you, more out of you. If you're going to pay Derek Carr 40 a year, I'm going to flip this to baseball again quickly. Would you pay Aaron Judge 36 a year? Because that's what he wants from the Yankees, who offered 26. Uh, Judge wants 36. He wants Mike Trout money. C- could you pay him that? Uh, the face of the Yankees franchise? Uh, no. 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 Uh, and the key difference there? 
How about these numbers? 16, 16, 16, 17. You want to know what that is? That's the games that Derek, Derek Carr started even the last four years. He's an Iron Man. Right. Except one year they uh, made the playoffs and he was hurt, broke his ankle. Still played 15 play. games that year. Right, he did. So, and he friend. actually was in the MVP conversation. I know First you three were games. In the conversation. <laughs> I, it's, so, right. it's always great. They should at least be talking about him. I'm like, all right, we talked about it. What else you want? Derek Carr's trending on Twitter right now. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, also a big deal. This right here, I'm holding it up. You can't really see it. That's Matt Eumann's mock draft. And the rumor is Mel Kuyper copied every single one of your picks. I hope not, because i got a stat here on Mel Kuyper's mock drafts. You ready for this? Okay. Does this go back to the Jimmy Clausen years? No, I think this goes back. I'll tell you here in a second. So when you do a mock draft, for betting purposes, what I'm doing, I'm trying to kind of map out how I think the draft is going to unfold. Not necessarily are you thinking you're going to nail every pick, like this player to this team. That's not happening. I'm trying to figure out how many wide receivers I think are going to go in the first round, how many quarterbacks. You evaluate team needs, the flow of the first round, how many offensive players, defensive players, how many players at each position. That's kind of why I do the mock draft. And obviously, you're also going to use that as a guide when you're playing draft positions. Mm -hmm. Is this guy going to get drafted over or under 14 and a half, things like that. So I'm not expecting this thing to be – uh, dead on, usually if you get about 8, 9, 10 picks right out of 32, you're doing a pretty good mock draft. Uh, this is from Beating the Bookie on uh, Twitter. And uh, I'll just – I think Dave Sherapan might have had something to do with this. But they compiled these numbers from Mel Kuyper. He's got great hair and a great mind for the NFL draft. Right. In the last five years, Mel Kuyper is 24 for 160 in the first round of the draft. Say that again? 24? 20, he nailed 24 picks, the player to the team. Okay. In the right spot, 24 of 60, that's 15%. Out of those 24 he got correct, 19 were consensus picks. Last year it was pretty easy to pick Trevor Lawrence right, to the right. Jaguars, number one. Zach Wilson to the Jets. I'd assume a lot of those two are first overall picks, right? Right. Yeah. So 19 were consensus picks. That means if you take those out, Mel Kuyper's accuracy is 5 for 141. Okay, here's my question. Which mock draft are they using? His final one? I guess his final mock yeah. draft, which would be probably more accurate because Kuyper puts out about eight mock drafts, doesn't he? At least five. Some of these guys put out so many. I, I do two and maybe a third one. Um, if there's a lot of movement in terms of trades and things like that in the last couple of days before the draft. But I did my first mock draft. It's in Point Spread Weekly today. And uh, Michelle Delgado did a great uh, graphic here for VSIN. Looks great. She does great graphics all the time. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, defensive end, first pick of the Jaguars. I think that's going to end up being a consensus pick, right? Is he still in the range of 250 to go first overall? Yeah, he's, uh, I think DraftKings minus 250, 260 to be the first pick. I'll ask you this, because in the NFL draft, NBA draft too, if you get like consensus, but it's harder at the top. You're, I think there's there's still a range where you're willing to lay big prices because you know it's based mm -hmm. on information. Yeah, is that minus two fifty playable, or is this still on? You know, I don't know. I think we need more information. Yeah, I, I I really wouldn't be that surprised if somebody other than Hutchinson was the Jaguars' first pick. But right now, I would say I would say he's I'd make him at least minus two hundred to be the first pick. Because from what I've and I've started like the last like couple of days, really beefing up on the draft intel and content. Mm -hmm. My takeaway from a lot of this is it's a lot of prospects that are kind of in the same pool in terms of their talent level. Right. And there's a lot of mobility between like, Hey, you know, yeah, you could take Hutchinson, but 
You could also take this guy because he's kind of similar in terms of how he grades out. You know, it was interesting when you're talking about that discussion, Kayvon Thibodeau, right. defensive end out of Oregon. We thought he was probably going to be the number one pick for most of the last college football season. He had some injuries. He's not been uh, that impressive in uh, the pre-draft process. He seems to be falling. Uh, I've got Thibodeau going fifth to the uh, New York Giants. Giants and Jets each have two of the first uh, ten picks in this draft. Yep. I think instead of holding this draft in Vegas, it should probably be in New York. <laughs> uh, with uh, the Raiders not having a first-round pick and the Giants and Jets having four of the first ten. But I've got Thibodeau going five to the Giants. The first receiver I have off the board is uh, Drake London of USC to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. Um, now I've got to run on some receivers. I- I'll tell you what was hard, and I'm going to do a revised – Mock draft next week for the VSIN draft betting guide. Derek Stingley Jr., I don't know. He might go higher. He might be a top 10 pick. He might go number 12 to the Vikings. Kyle Hamilton of Notre Dame to safety. How high does he go? I don't think he can draft a safety too highly, but Malik Willis out of uh, Liberty, the quarterback, I put him to the Saints at number 16. I think all this talk about the Lions taking Willis at number two uh, is. Kind of a long shot. First of all, if you're the Lions and you like Malik Willis, you should trade down. You should trade down and take him later, and then you get more value out of that pick. You can't take Malik Willis at number two. I put him to the Saints at number 16. Anyway, the full mock draft, that's half of the first round. You see up on the screen right now, and the full thing is in uh, Point Spread Weekly and up on vcin.com. And the strip's already halfway closed. You see the the pictures? They're they're already getting it all ready to go, baby. All right, we'll come back. Let's talk a little baseball. Smoking Coca. Joining us next. This is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The NFL Draft is right here in Las Vegas, April 28th, the first round. We'll have extensive coverage. I got a mock draft up on VSN.com right now, also in Point Spread Weekly. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, will give his draft analysis. VSN host Mike Pritchard, a former first-round pick, Sean King, a former Super Bowl champ. We'll give you insight you can bet on in this draft. Also, legendary broadcaster, voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his draft best bets in our betting guide next week. Sign up today. Get full access through the NFL draft for only $19. vsin.com slash spring. vsin.com slash spring. JVT, what do you have? Well, I'm trying to find out. I know we were watching a clip of Dave Roberts speaking, so I'm trying to see if uh, Roberts did have anything. Obviously, I would think he'd have something to say. For those who are just joining us and didn't see it, uh, Clayton Kershaw threw seven innings, um, had 80 pitches, six outs left to go, perfect game going, and uh, Dave Roberts potentially decided to pull him. But let's bring in Dave Koken on this, um, at Dave Koken up on Twitter. And uh, Dave, I know you tweeted this out as well, because there's another side to this, maybe Kershaw being okay with being pulled here. But what do you make of the whole situation, pulling a guy with just such little time left? You only got to get six outs to get the perfect game. Well, I mean, from an historic standpoint, I want to see it, the opportunity take place, especially uh, the way Kershaw is throwing. The flip side of it is, uh, I mean, we had the condensed spring training. He's not the most durable guy in the world anyway, and maybe he's not ready to throw 100 or 105 pitches. I got to think that this was a mutual decision. Uh, I don't think Roberts was going to argue with Kershaw to keep him in the game, and I have a feeling Kershaw was okay with coming out of the game. Uh, But, again, I'd have to hear from Kershaw uh, as far as that goes. 
from a fan standpoint, though, <laughs> I wanted to see him stay in. Yeah. yeah, you know, if Dave, let's say Dave Kokenen's the manager of the uh, Dodgers, and you send Kershaw out to start the eighth inning, Dave kind of reminds me of Sparky Anderson. You know, he'd walk out there in his uniform and say, Clayton, do you want to stick it out, try to finish? Uh, Dave, I think I would send him out for the eighth inning and see how it goes. And he was so economic, economical with his pitches through eight with um, or through seven with uh, eighty pitches. Yeah, that I, I would probably send him out for the eighth inning and see if he could uh, set set down three guys and maybe uh, eight or nine pitches. And he, he's in pretty good shape to try to get it. There's only been what twenty four perfect games in the history yeah. of MLB. Uh, I, I would probably let him go out for the eighth, and I thought that was what you would probably answer to, even though Kershaw has not been that durable. I think that's exactly what I would do. So that's why I have the feeling Kershaw said, I think Kershaw might have just, and this is just speculation on my part, but I think Kershaw said that's it, I'm done. Okay. We'll see what Kershaw says you know, later today. I've always said that 75 was Sparky's best year as manager. You it know? probably was. Yeah. One of the best years in the history of baseball by any team. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't. What was it? What was it, Dave? Because the Red Sox lost the World Series in seven games. And there was a clear interference call on Ed Armbruster that never got called by the umpires that had a huge impact on the series. Reds were the better team. How could I have forgotten that? Uh. <laughs> All right, Dave. Go, go All right, Dave. Uh, really quickly, uh, before we get to the actually, well, let's actually let's get to the play that you have that I know that is uh, <laughs> on your card. Um, Brewers, uh, walk us through this one right now. Let's see. They're taking on the. I know that they're taking on the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Price though for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. What you got it at? What you're thinking here against Baltimore? I, I went and laid. I, I want the first five. Uh, I'm not sure what the Brewers bullpen will look like tonight. And uh, the Orioles bullpen, who knows? Um, I went first five minus a half run minus 115 on Burns. I think he can dominate this Baltimore lineup. Obviously, John Means is not an easy guy to go against. Uh, he's a very tough pitcher, tough southpaw. And they've moved the wall back at Camden Yards, which I think is going to benefit Means because he's a lefty. Uh, so, you know, it's not an easy pick. But I, I did go with Burns. I like to trust the... Uh, Superstar pitchers. He wasn't great in his first stop, but I expect him to be better tonight. Yeah, Corbin Burns minus a half in the first five at circuit right now, minus 119, minus 171 for the first five if you don't lay the half. Uh, Dave, I want to ask you about the uh, Yankees. They lost the opener of the series to the Blue Jays 3 0. They came back and win 4 0 uh, last night. What do you make of the pitching matchup here? Barrios against Garrett Cole, who got off to a rocky start uh, last week. Cole's minus well. 169 for the game. If you lay the one and a half, it's plus 125, total of eight tonight in the Bronx. Well, he did get off to a rocky start, but he was positively Clayton Kershaw-esque in comparison to Jose Barrios, who lasted one-third of an inning and looked absolutely awful. And he had a bad spring, too. So I don't know what's going on with Barrios. Um, This is a a game I stayed away from. The Toronto offense is just scary right now, and Cole's going to have to be sharper than he was against the Red Sox, but Barrios is, is not a guy I want to touch right now. Um, so, and, and the Blue Jays, on the other hand, are a team I'm a little scared to go against. I mean, this is a dynamite lineup, and they look like they're going to be the real deal. I mean, Alex Manoa, uh, or Trump. Alec Manoa, I guess. Yeah. That 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 guy's uh, slider is just filthy. And I didn't, I didn't know he was going to be this good a pitcher when he arrived in the major leagues. He looked like a guy, okay, based on the minor league stuff, Looked like a back end of the rotation guy, but 
I mean, he has mastered that slider. It's a great pitch for him, and the hitters haven't figured it out at all. Yeah, as, as long as um, Garrett Cole isn't seen for what is it, unforeseen challenges, as long as the game's not delayed by three minutes, then I think we'll be good with yeah, Garrett I mean, Cole. Four, <laughs> yeah. four or five minutes. There's been a lot of nonsense coming out of Yankees uh, yeah. camp here in the past week. Brian Cashman says the Yankee, in his book, the Yankees made the World Series the year the Astros cheated. Uh, Cashman also did not make a contract offer, offer to uh, Carlos Correa, even though the Yankees didn't have a shortstop. And Garrett Cole was completely thrown off by the four or five minute delay at the start of the game last week. And that's do you why, guys think, huh? what do you think, uh, because the, the Yankees always seem to have a little bit of a, uh, not a mess in the clubhouse, but they seem more fragile with their chemistry at times. What do you think about Aaron Judge? I mean, this thing could linger and could create problems for the team. So you're going to flip it around and ask us. I, I agree. We've been talking about this a little bit, and the Yankees made – Aaron Judge a contract offer in the in the ring. I think it was two hundred and thirty million. It comes out to about twenty six million a year, yep. and Judge wants Mike Trout money, which is thirty six huh. a year. Uh, I I do think that's going to cause chemistry issues. First of all, Brian Cashman's made a lot of the wrong moves in the past uh, several years. He's saying a lot of nonsense. Uh, Aaron Boone. Dave, I'm not a big fan. I thought Aaron Boone should have been ditched a couple of years ago. I don't like the direction of this Yankees team at all. And um, I thought under 91 and a half is a good win total play on the Yankees. By the way, take notes. Next time Alec Manoa faces the Yankees, bet the Blue Jays. Yeah. He's, had a yeah, lot really. of, he's had a lot of success against the Yankees. Uh, one other thing on the, on the Yankees and Brian Cashman, um, it's kind of amazing that with a high-profile organization – like that, he's lasted this long. Right. But that, they've won one World Series in uh -huh. this century. One. Um, I think it's time for a change there. It, it's very clear that George Steinbrenner didn't pass along his patient, his uh, <laughs> lack of patience traits to his right. kids. Maybe, maybe Big George, the boss. I mean, he was all about winning. I didn't like him because I'm a Red Sox fan. But <laughs> if you're a Yankees fan, you had to love Steinbrenner. He was going to do what it took to win on an annual basis. George Steinbrenner, the boss, born on what day, JVT? Oh, July fourth. Okay. A true American. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, Dave. Really quickly, uh, last game on the card later today: Seattle and Chicago. Uh, Robbie Ray last time out, seven and a third, struck out five. But uh, old Robbie Ray, where he walked four guys, so that could come back to bite him here. They're a small underdog against Dallas Keuchel and the White Sox. I don't want Dallas Keuchel, who. Yeah. At this point, is an end of the rotation guy, and it was not good this spring. But, and this is very simply the reason I stayed away from the game. I'm not betting against the White Sox when they face lefties. I mean, this team is just—they just ruin left-handers. I think you could get it over there because uh, Keuchel at this point is not a guy I've got faith in. And Robbie Ray did have some control issues in that first start, which has always been a concern with him. All right, Dave. A week ago. You're on with us. You nailed Scotty Scheffler to win the Masters. Your magic oh. on the course continues. Uh, this week, I think the RBC Heritage and the Hilton Head is a little bit tougher handicap. I just look oh, mostly boy. for long shots. I look for long shots this week. I think there's going to be a, a hangover effect for some of the top players who are at Augusta. I think you uh, just took a stab at a couple of long shots this week too, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you could make a case for a lot of the guys that are shorter priced. Joaquin Neiman loves this layout. Webb Simpson owns this golf course. Uh, there's other guys who uh, fit the profile, like Kevin Na, of what it should take to win this tournament. But none of them are, are any value, as far as I can see, on the price. I went deep with Alex Noren uh, and uh, with Eric Van Ruyen, who is 
a guy who does fit the right course profile, and he's like 90 to 1, uh, and hasn't played for, the, for, for a couple of weeks. So he should be fresh. And I think EVR is the guy who's going to break through at some point this year and win a tournament. I know Maverick McNeely is the, the hot guy who hasn't won, but he can't mm-hmm. play on Sundays if he's on the leaderboard. He has been a disaster on Sundays when he's on the leaderboard. I think Eric Van Royen might be a guy who is under the radar right now. That At 90 to 1, why not? All right. Interesting. Going into the year, there were three guys that said I was going to bet because they're going to win this year. Scotty Scheffler, mm-hmm. Maverick McNeely, mm-hmm. and... Who's the other one? I don't know who. I'll tell you after the break. Okay, all right. <laughs> Dave Coker, we'll talk to you later, man. Thank you. I hope it's Eric Van Royen. I think it's <laughs> like it is. <laughs> all right, we'll come back with Best Bets and more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? A real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge. Switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. You try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days, your money back. The fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at ZYN.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Okay, so nothing to add to best bets, Matt, but I will update this because uh, here we go again. Do you remember the month of March? And, and I brought this up yesterday in passing as well. Uh, betting market just mm-hmm. all over the Atlanta Hawks every single day. Sure. Just driving them up all the time. Hey, man, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're great. Um, the seventh worst or tied for seventh worst spread record in the NBA this year, the Atlanta Hawks, a losing record as an ATS favorite this yeah. year. And the betting market says <laughs> we haven't had enough. Up to five and a half here against the Charlotte Hornets. I took four and a half. So, again, I took four and a half. I would say take five and a half, too. We have a track record now of the market overvaluing the Atlanta Hawks. It has been all season long. Mm-hmm. It has shown in the numbers. And here we are again, single elimination game, and the uh, market going second to worst defense in the NBA. Ah, we don't care. We're going we're gonna to get this up to five and a half against Charlotte. So I don't get it. That's all I got to say. You know, it's interesting because we were talking about these games yesterday and was the point spread a little bit too inflated on the Cavs-Nets game. And the Cavs got up to nine and a half. And I was thinking about playing it if it was a 10 like you, but I said, I'm just going to go ahead and live bet this game because yep. I think at some point the Nets are going to have a double-digit lead and I could probably catch a better number. So in live betting, I think when the uh, Cavs were down 18 or 20 points, I caught uh, 15 on live. I, I could have got a little bit more, actually, if I waited, but 15 turned out to be enough, and actually the pregame number turned out to be enough, even though I think the Cavs were a little bit lucky to get in the back door. We'll take it last night. Yep. Uh, seven point loss. And that wasn't that the final margin? Uh, seven or six, yeah. 115, 108. Yep. Something like that. And um, <clears throat> I was fortunate that I did not bet the clips. I was. I was 115, 108. There you go. I was looking for the right spot to bet the Clippers live, but it really never happened because no. they got out to a lead and there wasn't enough. I think the biggest lead of the game for the T Wolves might have been the final margin or close to it. Yeah, I think so, it was, yeah. You couldn't really catch the number you're looking for on the Clippers and live betting last night. But I think four out of five times, if you live bet these games, you're going to be able to catch a better number than you could pregame if you're patient and you pick the right spots. Worked out last night with the Cavs. Um, did you say you have a pregame play tonight? Uh, yeah, well, I bet them four and a half with uh, I bet four and a half with the Hornets. Right. So that's up to five and a half. And then I did take five and a half with the Spurs, but that's also because I have that yeah. Pelicans to make the playoffs ticket at plus 440. So, okay. um not going to recommend that as best bet because that's just me, you know, maneuvering. And how many series bets? Uh, two so far. Raptors. No, yeah, Raptors plus 165 and Mavericks to – Mavericks. Um, uh, Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks to win in the sweep over okay. the Chicago Bulls. So those are the two so far. I will shop around, get see if I can get a cheaper price on the Boston Celtics to win that series over Brooklyn. Also toying with the idea of potentially sitting back and – risking them losing game one and then getting a, like a, a plus price on Boston just because you have a game under the belt now for the, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, an elimination game of mm-hmm. sorts. Uh, then you go, you get to play Boston. Yes, it's on the road, but they've had it. They've had a week off. Maybe you steal one because Kyrie and KD go nuclear. You grab a plus price with the Boston, but I haven't messed with it yet. But I do think Boston's going to win that series. Very interesting. Uh, last night, that series price opened at one spot 
Yeah. Nets minus 150? Uh, so one, no. So the, from what I saw, it was Nets minus 120. Then other spots started to follow, and then increasingly got to as high as minus 150. Okay. And minus 145. Um, and we weren't making like the like what was the, what did Sam tweet out yesterday? Everybody's making the world of this this price over at DraftKings. Like, well, it's it's pretty interesting when one shop opens one team minus one twenty gets up to minus one fifty, mm-hmm. and a shop out here in Las Vegas opens up to the other team minus one fifty. That was Westgate Superbook. Yep. Jeff Sherman opened up the Celtics minus one fifty. Right. So, so that's a pretty interesting story. Well, one thing you have to keep in mind too is that sometimes, depending on the book, liability on the Nets might play into that. Right, and that's more East Coast centric shops that we're talking about that opened yeah. up the Nets as a favorite. Market is kind of stabilized here, but there's two things on this series really quickly I wanted to get to before I get to your golf bets. First off, uh, let's hear from the guys on TNT yesterday if we could, yep. uh, because Charles Barkley made his feelings known about this series, and I actually think he might have made a little bit of sense. Kevin Durant was fabulous with, it, uh, with his pass and his defense. Kyrie was great, but they made uh, his first 12 shots. Yeah, but other than that, 34. Uh, I know they can't beat the Celtics now. Everybody, all these fools on these other morning talk shows can let this ship sail. Both of those guys played great, great, and they barely beat a mediocre Cav team. Is he wrong? Oh, he's right. Uh, you know who's really annoying me right now is Ben Simmons. Okay. Right, and you can say, "Well, he's injured." Can we, can we make a list of athletes that you that has been annoyed? By? It's 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 uh, Garrett Cole, Ben Simmons. So you can just add them to the list. That's a short list. It's it two is, guys. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more. But yeah. uh, Sung J M, Sergio Garcia, <laughs> Fat Pat Reed, <clears throat> could go on and on. I was gonna say, I don't think it's that short of a list. Anyway, anyway yeah, what were you saying about Ben Simmons? Who could potentially come back? Ben Simmons is sitting on the bench last night wearing. Uh, a green outfit. Good looking outfit. Apparently made of lamb, and he had green shorts on. That was one of the most ridiculous outfits I've ever seen. You don't you don't dress for a, a postseason game and sit on the bench looking like a clown. I thought he looked fashionable. Dude, that was ridiculous. You wouldn't wear that outfit to walk out to your mailbox because <laughs> your neighbors might see you and you'd be embarrassed. <laughs> Hey man, is that true? Uh, when you got you that wouldn't sort wear of money? that outfit to your mailbox. Hey, when you got that sort of money, fashion <laughs> takes on a different look. I'm telling you this right now. You can't, come on, you got to take the postseason seriously. If you're gonna dress like that, if I'm the coach and he comes out dressed, I say, get back to the locker room. You're not gonna sit <laughs> on the bench with the team. Huh? Change your outfit. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Oh, are, are we going to see Ben Simmons in the playoffs? Uh, I thought it was irritated because you because you might come back here for the series. Yeah, that's the rumor. Are, are, are we going to see him at some point? Uh, the rumor is, is that sometime in the first round, he could make his debut for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, whether that's game one, game five, right. whatever it is, uh, we have yet to know. I will say, um, there's. I don't think he'd be worth that much, if anything. He hasn't played basketball in essentially a calendar year. And the last mm-hmm. time we saw him, there was last some mental him, fragility. <laughs> he was dressed in a green outfit on the bench. Well, the last time we saw him on a basketball court, okay. it didn't go well. Um, and and he's been dealing with this back issue. Remember that he needed an epidural for just a couple of weeks ago. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really believe in this being very impactful. Right. And, and think about it too. You're not going to ask him to come in and play offense. What you're asking him to do is come in and go. Oh, by the way, you haven't played basketball in a full mm-hmm. year. Go defend Jason Tatum for us, please. Like that's a, that's a really big ask for a guy who hasn't played meaningful basketball in a long time. True. True. Uh, I like the Celtics a little bit in this area. I think the Nets got some long-term problems. I don't. You know, like Charles Barkley said, they barely got by a mediocre Cavs team last night with uh, Kyrie making his first 12 shots and he and KD playing lights out. Played in. Now, they did have a big lead, but one of the Nets' traits, too, have been when those two guys are playing, they get a big lead and they blow the lead. 
Yep. So there's a couple of points on that. First off, yesterday, KD off the floor, they get outscored by nine points. That's not good. KD yeah. was essentially their only source of consistent offense. Um, what, and then what you're asking both KD and Kyrie to do, they both played 42 minutes yesterday. So that's, you're asking them both mm-hmm. to play 42 minutes consistently throughout game the postseason. Game after game after yep. game in the postseason. And their defense. So I spoke to this yesterday, and we wanted to put, like, some visuals to this, too, because we talked about, like, hey, them defending these good perimeter players and how much they have struggled against some pretty decent perimeter players. And now you get one in Jason Tatum that's coming up here in a couple of days. They look at some of the numbers that they have that opposing guards and, and backcourt players have put up against Brooklyn in these games recently toward the end of the regular season. This also includes Darius Garland's play-in game. Garland, in the, the last two games he's faced Brooklyn, 65 points on 52% shooting from the okay. floor. Jalen Green, 30 points on 52.2% shooting from the floor. Kevin Porter, 36 points on 50% shooting from the floor. Trey Young, 36 points, not as efficient, 41%. Right. And you get Cade Cunningham, 34 points on 54% shooting, and LaMelo Ball, 33 on 50. Like, what are you doing with Tatum? What in the world are you going to do to Tatum? Tatum's probably, probably going to tear him apart. Yep. Darius Garland was good last night. He was. Isn't he great? Yeah. Tell you, he's figured it out. I'm I was, looking forward to this series. I think that Celtics going to be a great series. I, I do, too. So, anyway, your floor here, because I know you got golf plays. Take up all the time. Would you anyway. dress like Ben Simmons did last night for the game? Would you dress like that even to walk out to your mailbox? You know my answer. No, no of chance. Of course I would. No chance. If I had that cash, if I could afford it. Yeah, you tough. don't have that cash. I'm saying. Okay, I don't have that cash. So that you have the cash you currently have. Also, I don't have the physique of Ben Simmons. I could probably pull off any outfit. So that's the other thing, too. <laughs> You're showing a lot of thigh yesterday. I don't know. I agree with that. All right. RBC Heritage Plays talked about this uh, tournament this week at Hilton Head with uh, Dave Koken, and he's playing some long shots. I am, too. Corey Connors. All these guys I'm playing here have uh, strong history on this course. And Corey Connors, uh, the only guy who was in the hunt at the uh, Masters last week, who I'm going to play this week, because I do think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover effect for the guys who played four rounds at Augusta, especially the guys who were in the hunt. Corey Connors played well at Augusta, but he, he's, I also think he's going to play well this week. He's at 31-1. to uh, Maverick McNeely, uh, I do think he's going to win this year. Uh, actually, when I put up this 40 to 1, I went to Circa to bet it last night and it was 50 to 1. So you can even get a better number on McNeely at Circa right now at 50 to 1. Webb Simpson, 45, a former winner here. Matt Kuchar did not play at Augusta. Got a great course history. I think guys who are rested uh, really have a better shot this week. And Kuchar at 80 to 1 at Circa, that's a worthwhile long shot this week. So Connors, McNeely, Simpson, and Kuchar. And the one guy. I said it's going to win this year. We were talking with Dave Koch, and we had another oh, yeah. break. The other guy, Will Zalatoris. Almost pulled it off for you. Down in San Diego. Yeah. Almost did it for you. All right. I actually played well at Augusta last week, too. My guys, coming up next. We'll see you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.